Hi, everybody. I'm William Shatner. Call me Bill. I'm on Delta Flyers just to, to say hello. Delta Flyers is a wonderful podcast, and the guys are really good on it. I've got a new book out there called Boldly Go, and it's getting great notices and doing very well. So I suggest you read it. Buy it first and then read it. So keep tuning in, and so will I. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor who also in 1992, played the role of Bill Caswell in not one, not two, not three, but four episodes of Homefront. Homefront. Did I say that weird? You did. No, you said Homefront. <laughs> okay, fine. That's, how, that's, how, that's what it's Mr. called. Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. And you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Homefront came off weird. It went home front or something. Yeah, but you so got it out. You, I got it you out. fought through I got it. it out. You I fought did. through it. I did. Talk to me home about Homefront. Front. Four yeah. episodes. So this is an integral, yeah, a whole four episode character arc. That's a big I thought deal. It was more than that, but oh, yeah, so it was maybe quite more. A, okay. Maybe more. All right. It's, it was quite a few. I um yeah, Homefront was a show about all the veterans returning from World War II. It was a period oh, piece. Oh, period piece. Kyle Chandler mm. got his big, I think Let's it was see. kind of his big break. He may have done something right before that, but okay. Homefront was kind of his, his main thing. Yeah, I had auditioned for Homefront. I feel like I was in New York City for some reason. Okay. I think I was still living in New York. I'd auditioned for it. I had gone in a few times. And when I went to the network, audition which is the final audition you you go mm -hmm. for I, I had gone in for a series regular sorry i didn't make that clear right i'd okay. gone in for the pilot and i was feeling really good and yeah. the showrunners kind of told me like yeah this is your job like we want you to do this show oh and i went to network and i didn't get it oh that's and the... uh a, someone who's become a good friend of mine david newsom got it yeah but I was like, oh, I can't believe this. I felt like it was a slam dunk. I was feeling so good yeah, about this. Yeah. And then the showrunners called me afterwards and they said, you know, if this goes to series, we loved what you did. We want you on the show. We're mm. going to write something for you. Mm. So it did go to series. They wrote this part and it was a classic story. It was a very common thing that happened after World War II. Some men would come home and mm. they were desperate for housing and just they were kind of lost. And so they yeah. would lie about things. Oh. And so my character lied about being best friends with one of the girls, one of the series regular girls, mm. her boyfriend, her fiance who had been killed in World War II. Oh. And I came back and I said, oh, are you so-and-so? And yeah, I was I'm so-and-so's best friend. Yeah. I got all the sympathy. And mm -hmm. then I sort of, they realized that everything I was saying was a lie. So it was oh. a big, it was a story arc over yeah, at least four episodes. It was, wow. It was fun. And yeah. I can't believe they wrote the role for me. And I want to say this happened again. The same showrunners did a show called Second Chances, I think. Mm. It was Jennifer Lopez's very first acting job. Wow. And I remember being in the test at CBS. With her? 
and she was in the hallway and she was freaking out. And I remember going, <laughs> I'll run lines with you. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Cause it was at a time where I was feeling kind of cocky about things. And like, <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, I've done hey, this. A let bunch me help before. you out. You little novice, you Jennifer yeah, Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> she ended up getting the show. I yeah. didn't same oh, showrunners, wow. but they wrote a role for me again. So again? they brought me on oh, the wow. show. I did a few episodes of second chances, but then the Northridge earthquake hit. Oh. And our stages out in Santa Clarita collapsed. Oh. All the sets were destroyed. Oh, my God. So they canceled the show. Second Chances didn't get a second chance mm-hmm. after the collapsing of the set. Did you have scenes with J-Lo uh, when you did come no, in? No, I never do. No, I'm just wondering if she did. saw you and went, hey, thanks for calming me down in the hallway. Like, did you ever bump into her again? No, I remember when I came on the show and it was deeper into that first season. I came yeah. on like episode six or seven or something. Okay. I've been doing it for a while. Right. I remember I was out at a location where J-Lo was supposed to be filming a scene that day. Okay. And there was a lot of talk about they would have to reschedule because she got the movie Selena. Oh, right. At the same yeah, time. Yeah. And mm. so she was Ooh, like, both. she exploded. Like yeah. she's doing this series for CBS Yeah, that was short-lived, but she was doing that. And then she got Selena. And I remember thinking, wow. That mm-hmm. that really nervous girl in the hallway is doing okay for herself. <laughs> yeah, she's, it, it worked out for her. Sure did. Yeah, Jenny from the block. Yeah. So Bill Caswell was he Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force? Army? Okay, Army, as far as I remember. And you were an American GI, right? You came. Yes. You're, okay, yes. you played American, came back, yes. and and you just had this web of lies that you had created to yes. sort of. Wow. Yes. Okay. That was my first show. I think it was my first show at Warner Brothers on the lot. Mm. And I love that lot. The Warner it's Brothers a great lot. lot. And it's... then you ended up working there as a producer director of Chuck. So yeah. 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 Warner Brothers is a great lot. I, I agree. That place. I agree. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Okay. So this week's episode is yes. Ashes to Ashes. Ashes okay. to Ashes. Say that a thousand times fast. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's go watch this. We'll be yes. right back. And for all of our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Well, Robbie and I are back from watching Ashes to Ashes. And yes, guess we what? Are. We have a special guest with us. So please give a very warm welcome or bienvenue or willkommen in German to Kim Rhodes, who plays Lindsay Ballard, the main guest star of this episode. Yay. Lindsay Thank Ballard you. and Jetla. Jetlaya. 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 Yes. Excuse me. Yes. I forgot the other name. There. She's like a multiple personalities yes. in this episode. Yes. And I, I just... was. I Go got to, I got to morph. It's now on my special skills and abilities. It's morphing. <laughs> Good. I morphed on the show too. I morphed into a salamander. So <laughs> yeah. it, not, so not was... this episode, but earlier. So but yeah, another yes. episode. Well, in the history of Delta Flyers, we've basically had only two people join us for the entirety or most of the podcast. That yeah, usually Brian it's Markinson. Garrett, it's you and me. Yes. Brian Markinson. Yes. Who played Durst. Yes. And Brian Fuller, one of the writers on the show. Mm-hmm. And now Kim. Kim is the third. Am I right? I'm the third. I am the first non-Brian. Yes. And you're three. Exactly. Up until now, you've had to be named Brian to (laughs) co-host with us, but we've decided to open it up to non-Brians. Thanks. Yeah. Three times the charm. The third time is the the right time. Here we go. All right. So let's start with our poetry synopsis of this episode. And here is my haiku. My haiku for Ashes to Ashes. Can't wait. Lindsay comes back home. 
Harry makes his feelings known. In the end, alone. Wow. Oh. You, you added rhymes to that, too. There's like a kind of normally the haiku does not have a rhyming. No. And quality, this was just by chance. It, the the wow. first two uh, verses rhymed. And then wow. and it's very because this episode very sad, was sad for me to watch this episode. The outcome at the very ending, because you know, I laughed I, the whole time. I was just hysterical. <laughs> no, you I, see why I, was, I love I'm Robbie. Um, Kim, <laughs> Robbie's such a goofball. No one knows that about him. Well, they know about that about him now, but back in the day, no one knew that about him. So, all right, let's right. let's let's, let's start into some an, a nice yeah. Irish limerick synopsis let's of this episode. It. Here let's we hear go. It. My limerick poetry synopsis for Ashes to Ashes goes something like this. Yes. There once was a crewman, Lindsay Ballard. When she died into space, she was scattered. She returned looking strange. Harry's love was unchanged, but her new life was what really mattered. Oh, yeah. Bam. Ooh, Robbie. I, you know, the limerick has that there once was a girl from the, 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 the Nantucket. Yes. Yeah. I've yeah. never done that on a limerick. That but is now the first had, time you've done that. Yeah. yeah I got there, to be the girl. Yeah, you did. <laughs> there once was a crewman, yeah. Lindsay yeah. Ballard. Yeah, I, yeah, we we went uh, classic limerick on this. So. We did, we did. Um, so there you just, go. I think just... that's all we have to say about this episode. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I think the poetry <laughs> yeah. kind of covers it. So, all right. Robbie starts off with um, guest stars, their first jobs, and also we did not guess the director correctly. It was it's Terry Wendell. Neither of us directed. No, uh, guessed I it, never but... guessed. No, never did guessed, not guess that. Correctly. No, Terry Wendell was the no. director. I did get the writer correctly, which I'm super shocked. I'm but super I like shocked his... too. I'm a little suspicious. I, that I you know you're suspicious. No, because Bob Doherty wrote know, not that many episodes. No, the fact but that here's you've the got thing. It, yes, okay. is pretty. It is suspicious, but yes, he he is a writer that I like his writing. His earliest um, yes episodes that he wrote, I thought were amazing. And I'll be perfectly frank with you. I this is not my favorite of of the things he's written. I'm going to say that now. Okay. I'm going to be dreadfully honest if I'm if okay. I might. So that's all. Yeah. Um. And, all right. But and then I, go ahead. Bob the, Bob uh, Doherty wrote the teleplay. Yep. Story was by Ronald Wilkerson, who okay. I don't know. I and don't we know don't know Ronald is. either. Must have been again an outside pitch. Star yeah. Trek was really good at listening to outside writers and taking story pitches. That's right. So Ronald Wilkerson Wilkerson probably mm -hmm. pitched this. Okay. Our guest mm -hmm. stars. Uh, I'm going to start with the people that have been on the show before. So we've got Marley McLean, who played Mazzotti. We've yeah. talked about her before, a little yes. girl, ex-Borg. She was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Scarlet Palmers, we've talked about before, Naomi. Mm. Uh, we had Manu as Icheb again. Yep. Kurt and Cody Wetherill as Azan and yep. Rebby. So we've talked about them before. Right. We didn't talk about Kevin Lowe. We've never met him before. No. Kevin Lowe, who plays Corette, your He's my dad, your yeah. alien father. Yeah. So his first job that I could find for Kevin Lowe yes. was the horror film from 1980 entitled Mother's Day. He played <laughs> Ted. That was what? his first job. Wow. 1980. Oh, Ted. Yes, he played Ted. From Who probably day. got killed because it's a that, horror film. Yeah. Everybody well, gets killed. So I, I'm going to say, did anyone yeah. when he first came on screen? My first thought was, wait a minute, is that 
Robert Loja, you know, the, the actor. That, oh, yeah, he did you know, look a little he, like with the, the little, makeup on. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the guy that plays the boss in Big. That's like that's my main attachment to Robert Loja. He did look so. like him a little. I thought he was great. I thought Kevin was really good. Yeah, his, he did a good you job. Know, he was very sympathetic. He, he really was. He wanted was. his daughter back. And I cared for okay. his character. Go ahead. Let's finally, our final guest star is the lovely Kim Rhodes. Yes. Who plays yeah. Jetlia and Lindsay Ballard, the girl yeah. who was a crewman. There once was a girl, a crewman, Lindsay Bell. Anyway, Kim Rhodes. Kim, I think your first credit that I could find was from 1996. You did the soap opera Another World. Is that true? That is correct. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. You yeah. and I have soap operas in our background because I did all my children from 1985 to 88. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good foundation. It really is. Oh, yeah. I've done it, stage for a decade before sure. that sure. and uh boy you sure learn to make big decisions yeah. quickly on a soap opera you don't have six weeks to rehearse it oh right. gosh no right no. yeah that was my first job and it was interesting because it was it was a multi-cam and i don't know if you go into the details of different venues styles on this podcast but um i didn't do a single camera until star trek uh, that's wow. one of the points on the, the email that I received. Yes. Oh, this was her first yeah. single camera single show. Camera. So wow. everything she'd done before that was a multi-cam soap opera, sitcom, whatever, but never one hour drama episodic yeah. with a single camera. She'd never done that. So Voyager was her wow. very first. We will talk about that in our bonus material. Yes, we'll we get, will. we'll get more into this in the bonus. Yes, we material. will. Exactly. Okay. We start with an exterior space shot of a ship being fired upon. And I just want to say Kimberly Rhodes, the reaction shot that you do when you get hit, there is one shot of you was spot on. You re a lot of guest stars when they get hit or shake on the ship, they look really bad, but you Somehow, I don't know if you had dance background or whatever, but it was very, it was like, ooh, you moved forward very well. So I'm going to say that right I now. think it was, it was actually stage combat. And I remember when the, when the, the later on, yeah. Kate Mulgrew even said, she laughed. She was like, how do you look like you're being hit and you're still dancing? And I'm like, <laughs> your center of gravity is being That's moved. That's funny. That's funny. Oh my gosh. We see a shuttle flying by in space. We see a ship chasing it, which by the way, looked like a, a Klingon bird of prey to me. It did. It have a, it, it? had a similar shape Kinda to it. It had the wing but shape. But I do like, they, yes. they did look cool though. I think the Kabbali yeah, ships, they, look very they were, cool. yeah, much, there's cer certain alien ships we've seen that really don't look that cool. And these look cool. I think uh, Lindsay Ballard shuttle looked a little like they stole some Delta flyers. Uh, you think so? I think okay. so. They stole a little Delta flyer shape. A little that bit of that. Pretty cool. Yeah. Probably but, the same designer. So there you go. Yeah. I was very busy. I, don't, I couldn't, I didn't I, have time to design <laughs> alien shuttles too. Um, uh, but yeah, she's talking to the computer. See, I thought I it was loved, someone else she was talking to. I first thought she was talking to the other ship chasing her or help from another ship uh, but then in reality, it's the computer, correct? Yeah. That you're talking the, to. It's your talking computer. to the computer. And but what the, the most important thing here is she's speaking in an alien language, which yes. we never do. So we rare. Never. Yeah. And I loved it. I wish yeah. we always did that with aliens when they're in their own environment. I hate when aliens start talking to each other in English when yes. none of us are around. There's no universal translator. There's no reason they would be speaking English. And we do it all the time. But this time you were speaking Kabbali. I loved it. I thought that was super cool. It was cool. And was that something that you had some type of linguist that was there to help you with that? Or no, they just not at all. No, they, <laughs> in the script, they were just like, here, here you go. 
And I oh didn't, again, I was like, a, you know, I was like a puppy climbing a tree. Nobody told me it was hard. So I was just like, all right, off I go. But, well, um, but yeah. I think in this case, it was so important to establish what ultimately represents home for yeah. who she is. Yes. Right. So, yes. so she needed, I think it was a, it was a, a correct artistic choice to establish how alien she truly was at the top mm -hmm. so yeah. when she veers back mm -hmm. spoiler alert yeah um she you you see, you see that, that's that in it her. is it yeah. is a culture it is a part of her yeah. yeah and i'm gonna say you did an excellent job in convincing anyone watching that scene that you are a fluent speaker of kabali because uh, you right off the bat you're i think you say uh tamvit tamvit real mistal and it's just like there was no hesitation. There wasn't like, oh, I'm not too sure about this. It came out perfectly. So good job on that one. Yeah, I've done I've done entire roles where I had to speak a language that I didn't speak. So it was. Yeah. I was like, just yeah. go. Yeah, you did it. It you was great. It. Conviction. So this alien, who we don't know her name yet, uh, oh. Kim Rhodes is is playing this role though. But this alien uh, targets a looks like a weak part of the ship she yeah. seems to know where mm -hmm. the weak part of the ship is mm -hmm. she hits this ship that's chasing her disables this ship yeah and then she calls up the voyager schematic somehow in her language and yes. we're like what what yeah um, like that. voyager comes up and then she hails voyager mm -hmm. I, I i was so confused here and <laughs> now she's speaking english yes She's speaking English. And I was like, what is happening? I don't understand. We go to Astrometrics. We see Mazzotti, yeah. little Mazzotti, just wandering around in Astrometrics. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know it was Astrometrics yet because it was it was a tight shot of her by some consoles. So I was like, where is she? What is she doing? Yeah. But she walks by a, a monitor and the incoming transmission pops up. Mm -hmm. And so of, like kids do, she hits the button and she responds and starts talking to this alien who was just speaking yeah. English. Ballard Ballard says that she sounds a bit young to be working the con. Mazzotti mm -hmm. affirms by telling her that she's only eight years old. Yep. So, uh, you know, Jedlia says, hey, any grownups around there? Mazzotti tells her that she's Norcadian and that she she wants to ask what species Ballard is. And Ballard says that's a complicated question. And so that's foreshadowing right there. So we know this is something's up. Something is up. But you're yeah. right, Robbie. The minute she went from the alien language into perfect English hailing Voyager, everyone watching must have been like, what the? Huh? Yeah. You know, yeah. just oh, just but a, she, good, yeah, a great the, beginning. I love this. Great story. beginning. The alien says, she says, well, that's a complicated answer. Mm. Ask for a grown up again, says patch me through to Janeway. So Mazzotti. She's small. She's got to reach up really high yeah. to get the button to patch it through. And she accidentally hits another button with her other hand, with her other hand, ends the transmission. Whoopsie. Mm -hmm. um, and then Tuvok enters. Yeah. Tuvok yeah. walks in. And now I start to realize it's astrometrics. Yes. He says, you're not authorized to be in here. Yeah. He says to her, he says, I won't tell on you. I'm not going to tell the captain, but just don't come in here again. And then suddenly seven. And all the board kids pop Let, in. Let's say, let's say it's 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 an annoyed seven, not just seven, a very very a annoyed, very seven. annoyed seven. <laughs> she says, "I told you to wait in the cargo bay." And Echeb, Echeb is even like, "I t we told her, we no, told her to yeah. stay here, and yeah. she wouldn't listen." Oh yeah, Echeb is slowly becoming, you know, the teacher's pet. I think. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, but Tuvok asks Seven why she left the kids unattended, and mm -hmm. and Seven says, "Well." Belana Torres needed my help. 
And I was only gone for less than 10 minutes and I told them to stay there. But what was weird here is they're talking in this big wide shot. Yeah. And then they go to have a private conversation. Yes. They walk and away they, to talk. They yeah. walk away. But the sound got, it was like, instead of actually going lower, going it actually whispering, went, it went higher. Well, they, but they, they, like the sound engineers did something. I was like, yeah. why are they trying to pretend like they're having a secret private? Why did they turn the volume down? I don't right. understand. Yeah. So they missed that. That's it was okay, weird. Though. It was weird. Uh, Tuvok suggests meditation. And just as he's trying to go into detail, that's when Seven glimpses little Mazzotti tinkering with the console. So she, mm -hmm. in a very stern voice, calls out her name. And Mazzotti quickly turns around and says, no, no, I'm just trying to talk to the, the woman. And everyone's confused. Tuvok's the woman. like, what woman? Huh? Translating woman... from Spatial Grid, 2369, yep. that woman. So then Tuvok hails that Kabali shuttle. Lindsay responds or Jet Lyre responds and she says, Tuvok, right? And now we're like, what? Everyone's watching going, yes. she know Tuvok. How's this possible? But she has to speak to Captain Janeway. That's her goal and her mission yes. right now. Yeah. Do you have any comments about when you had to do the intercom with the little girl or anything like that? Um, do you have any memories of that or? I didn't know who she was before I did that scene because, of course, mm. I'm doing my part yes, of the scene they're all separate, in yeah. a cardboard box. Yes. And um, <laughs> and she's just so charming. She is. I'm she is. so glad that I made the choice to not make my character be an insistent asshole yes. at her because that really wouldn't like it. It it she's so dear yeah. that that I'm yeah. that it seemed to work well with. Yes. Lindsay's character of like yeah. I have a life or death situation, but oh yeah, oh sweetie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I need to talk to somebody that's not you, right? But the way you said, the way you acted that day when you said, you know, I need to take talk to one of the grownups was definitely a really a nice delivery, which worked perfectly, you know, because you could have been annoyed, like, look, you know, just let me talk to one of the grownups, yeah. and it, and it again, that would not have come off as well as the way you you chose your acting choice was on was right i think yeah good yeah it cut together like you were really talking to each other even though i yeah. know you probably were hearing the script supervisor yeah. read cosmo the genovese probably was reading it so we <laughs> had a, a chair, we had a 72 year old uh, yes. um italian american man reading that for you the, the role of an eight-year-old is what it was so <laughs> all right so we uh, go to the bridge next and now we see jet Laya on the view screen she's talking to janeway she says oh you're a sight for sore eyes captain yeah. And then she looks over and you too, Harry. Yeah, and we cut over I, to Harry. And I was like, all right. First of all, yes. I know you're shocked, but I hated my acting in my reaction shot there when I watched that. I'm like, what am I doing? I look annoyed. I do not look confused really? and shocked like I should have been. I looked annoyed and I really do think I got, you with, I got in a fight with so no, much. I got in a fight with my girlfriend the night before. I'm almost one thousand percent guaranteed. That was an argument that, that continued to the next day. It was. Whenever I'm not gotta present. Gotta let it go, Gary. I know, I but I didn't, I didn't let it go. I hate your reaction Okay, fine. Thank great. you. I appreciate that. Well, but but I... also, okay, you don't know the end of the script. Harry didn't yes. know the end of the script. No. There's a bald alien. <laughs> Okay. Who's like, I'm happy to see you, yes. Harry. Yes. You don't know it's me. No. So I think no. your response was absolutely like, Okay, fine. fine. Uh, well, yeah. well, okay, all right. But did either of you make note of when you see Jet Laya on the view screen, 
she's posed in a it's almost like a glamour shot i mean i've never seen anyone it's usually they're in the cockpit and they're very straight up in their but but you had almost a, there was a you were there was an oh, angle that, to your body and just well, this, it was that weird angle and it was a that chair that was in that shuttle was yeah. recycled from some other set and, and it I was place maybe, it. okay but it's it didn't look like a comfortable chair yeah it looked like it was sort I, it of was leaned way back and right and but hardens. it wasn't about, but I'm not criticizing it. I, I actually liked it. It was very, I was very, oh, it would look very artistic to me. I thought, oh, she's kind of posed in a certain way. And also the background was very, you know, I, I liked it. I liked the composition. And to me, it just, it, you know, it's something well, that stood out. I don't know if it, I Here's what stood that. out to me. Here's my big takeaway. Yeah. This whole scene, I don't know how many times Janeway looked at Harry, cut over to Harry. I was like, yeah. what? What is What's going happening? on with this alien? Because you're right, yeah, Kim. I didn't know. I didn't remember this episode, right? So I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, there's a funny, funny look from Harry there when she says, "You too, Harry." And then Janeway thinks that this is a joke. Like this isn't a funny joke. Jet Lia says she was Ensign Lindsay Ballard before right. she died. Right. And and then she Jet Lia goes into all these details of when she died, and she says. I died in this sector and Janeway looks to Harry again. And I was like, what is the backstory to this? It made no sense to me because I didn't remember this episode. Hmm. Then she requests to come aboard. She right. says, I'll explain everything. I'll go right. into all the details. Yeah. But she has enough information on the view screen. And yeah. the captain's like, okay, I'll beam you to sickbay. Yeah. And she she orders them to beam her to sickbay. And then Chakotay comes over. Right. She says, what are you thinking? I had a I had a JC moment here. I had a little Janeway Chakotay <laughs> Jan Janeway Chip for love. Yes. That's like Chakotay's checking in. Captain, are you okay? What are you thinking? He's very sensitive to Janeway. Always sensitive mm -hmm. to Janeway. Mm -hmm. And she says, "Well, she does have in intimate knowledge of this ship and its crew." Another look to Harry. I was like, "How many times are we going to look to Harry in an episode that I don't even know what's going on?" Yet? But we keep looking over to Harry. Yeah. And Harry wants to come with a captain. He says that they were very close. And if it's her, I will know. Yes. So she says, okay. So now you know Harry and yes. this Lindsay Ballard who passed away are tight. They're, they're, they're tight. They, but no, yeah. And later we learned they're so tight. They knew each other back at Starfleet, I think, Academy, right? I, I mean, mean, that's... And this is, this is one thing just to insert here, because I'll bring this up again, I'm sure. Yeah. Because our show was written so episodically, there was not a lot of Kim. They didn't connect stories. Yes. Like things no, would yeah. happen and then we'd forget about it. Yeah. And because they wrote the show that way, this episode was hard for me to engage early on because I was like, why hasn't Harry ever mentioned this person? Yes. Why has why right. has no one right? Like, why wouldn't Tom have heard about this? Why wasn't there okay. a scene where you know what I mean? Yeah, of course so, you're going to be critical, but you've already accepted in the fact that this is the way the show was shot. They they did this all the time. They, they bring did in a character that we were supposedly very tight with and close with for a long time, or we knew this ensign, or we knew this lieutenant, and then all of a sudden we'd never see them. We don't hear about them afterwards. Never right? hear about or them anything again. before. So this is yeah. So this is one thing that that Robbie will you know point out, and he's uh, annoyed by at times. But I, yeah. I will yes, I will I, say I didn't like that that episodic kind of where where if something happens in an episode we've got to keep that information in mind yeah. the next time they're faced with a similar situation or whenever there's a, a situation where that previous information would come up yeah. they just never connected it that's what made it hard for me early on to kind of go oh yeah. i'm i'm all in on this because i just mm -hmm. felt like oh they've 
they've just manufactured this backstory out of thin air. There's absolutely no setup for this and you know at all but anyway yeah. all right that, that's my insert i've worked for a long time on another show that um that taught me the importance of canon yes. right like you manufacture a situation to justify a character's emotional arc mm. well now you've created an emotional reality you don't get to jettison Nope. the experience that got them into this reality. Like yeah. you need them here for storyline reasons, but you don't get to jettison the the journey yeah. that put them in this situation. Otherwise you lose what you've earned in the first place. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it is. And, and a lot of that also just from my ancient experience is the evolution of storytelling in this kind of arena where it's like, well, yeah. we're used to just dead body of the week, cop sees who did it, there's the bad guy, close it. But in something like Star Trek, where you're, it's actually emotionally um, influenced and pushed, I think they, they probably were, were learning that like, you yeah. can't just be like, oh yeah, I was in love with this person for five years of my life and then they died and then just, off with that yeah exactly <laughs> exactly okay. and i think that they wrote star trek still on our show uh, in a more old-fashioned way in that sort yeah. of episodic you know yeah body of the week kind of thing and so for me that's what was a barrier for me in this episode i'll just say that yeah sometimes yeah. i i, I struggled to, to yeah. go all in but all right yeah so just to recap, yes, you were correct. She does talk about her death on the view screen, but only the time of death, not it was the like actual the, details of the death. No, the she goes much more into detail. In sickbay, right. So yeah, we're in sickbay. She knows enough that yes. it gets the captain to, yeah, to, to, to trust her, over, her of course. Right? Yeah. So we're in sickbay, and the doctor is scanning Lindsay behind a level 10 force field. Yes. She retells in detail the story of her death, which basically revolves around a Herogen hunting party, which has set this trap where a, a device emits the, uh, the I guess, whatever the reading dilithium would be readings, for dilithium. False yeah, dilithium false readings. False dilithium readings, yeah. exactly. So my question to you, Lindsay, is did the producers ever show you any episodes with the Herogen involved? Because you talk about that's how your death happened at the hands of the Herogen. So you oh, never the Herogen yeah. are cool. Yeah. They, oh. These are these are like seven foot tall aliens that are in armor and they basically they're they yeah. live for the hunters. Fighters. And so yeah, they're they travel in, in groups of maybe one or two that at most, and they just they hunt prey is that's their whole thing. So yeah, I um, had no idea that they were even a thing. I was just making up. Yeah. images in my head well you did a good job because it sounded like you knew what who they were so oh good you know. yay thank you <laughs> you faked it till you made it so it's good it, it was perfect i liked it i also like a little detail where she was hit by this neural disruptor and she said harry said it wasn't that bad but he was always a bad liar a terrible liar right so you start to see that she's known him long enough that she knew him well and mm -hmm. in that moment mm -hmm. knew that he was lying mm -hmm. and harry confirms that uh that's true, that her story is true. And he says that he buried Ballard in space, that yeah. that he ejected her body into space and gave her yeah. space burial. And then she continues with the story. She says she woke up in a stasis chamber surrounded by lots of these aliens, mm -hmm. and they basically reanimated her. Yeah, And they tell her what happened, that she was drifting for weeks, mm -hmm. and they 
they reanimated her by changing her DNA into kind of theirs. And that's how they procreate. They don't procreate between themselves. Right. They, they reanimate bodies and, and change their DNA. So they're so, kind of like Vidians in a way, but you know what way. I'm saying in terms of the Vidians recycle other people's parts and things they're recycling someone else's. But uh, Vidians are horrible. And these guys seem like they're kind of really sweet, more admirable. Yeah, no, they're, they're, the, they're, they're like, yes, they're the, like the better, they're yeah. better than the Vidians are. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But the Kabali says she was drifting for weeks and they did this. And then she says, uh, that she wanted to contact Voyager, but the Kabali said that this was part of her Kenstika. Her Kenstika is her past. Mm -hmm. So she's still sort of speaking some Kabali here, which I thought was, again, I love, I love it. that yep. they put this stuff in into this episode. Mm -hmm. We don't normally do that. Mm -hmm. They tell her she needs to forget her past, her Kenstika, everyone that was in her past. And another look to Harry. There's a lot of looks to Harry in this episode. There is. So much looking I, at Harry. So many. I, I want to say that today, this day that we filmed this, I did not have a fight with my girlfriend <laughs> the night before. That's and good. I actually showed up and acted in this scene, I feel. So I'm proud of myself. Good for good for you. Yeah, for shutting that out. This, that yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's some not definite fighting. moment. There's just no, not fighting. Yes. You're a lover, not a fighter. No, but Garrett. you do I see some strong, you. <laughs> you do see some strong connection there though with Harry. Like Harry's starting to feel some emotion here in this oh, yeah. scene, I feel. He's starting sure. to believe it. All this mm -hmm. is, make, her story's making sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says she accepted her new life for a couple yep. of years, two years. And after she had built their trust, the whole time stole she was shuttle. She was planning an escape. She yeah. stole a shuttle. And she's been searching for six months for Voyager at this I, point. I just imagine Lindsay Ballard with the song, I'm working my way back to you. To you that's nice. Yeah, it's just all you, that's what you're hearing as you're flying that shuttle. That would have been like the Voyager. Guardians of the Galaxy version of this. <laughs> Yes. That would have been the Marvel. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's go remix this episode. We should remix nice it. Pop It'll be <laughs> Vintage pop music. It'd be great. Kim, what did you think of the end? What did you think of that ending hug? Did you? I, I did. Uh, I'm I felt a little too. tentative to me because yeah, of but then, makeup. It felt like you yeah, were being careful. I felt like I was being careful. I didn't makeup. want to mess up her makeup. But, I it, agree. but it actually worked because he had to be tentative because, wait a minute, is this really, really, really her? You know, I think she still has a little doubt or he's a little concerned, you know, and maybe that worked into it. But I trust that. And that's what I saw. Um, mm. I think a lot of times in storytelling, the character, like the actions, and the emotions are exactly the same timeline. And I notice mm -hmm. as a human being, my actions will jump and my emotions will be like, ah, really? <laughs> okay, I guess. I mean, okay. or the other way around where emotions right. are like, yes, and my body's like, <laughs> no. maybe not quite yet. <laughs> yes. So I think it's a really interesting visual mm. to have the body say one thing and the emotion be like, ah, not too sure, yeah. It, yeah. means, it means too much yeah. to be able to just be like, yeah, I'm going to swallow this whole. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, it's important to say in this uh, sick bay scene that, uh, the captain does ultimately believe her. They let the force field down. So yeah. she's, she, the captain literally says, welcome home, gives her a, a nice warm handshake. Yeah. And, and that's when Harry's left alone for a minute. He, in fact, he asks, can I have a minute alone? 
And yeah. that's when the hug happens. That's when the hug happens. Yeah. So there you go. Do you like uh, Terry Wendell's direction of this episode so far as up to this point? Or were you kind of, I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I'll i be honest and say it was uninspiring to me. Okay. It was, it was pretty flat. Okay. It was pretty flat. From I think the thing that standpoint. carried, yeah, from a directing standpoint, okay. the thing that carried this episode was the performances Yes, and the story. That's the strength of it. But I don't yes. think that the direction added value yes. or amplified the subtext or anything in this episode. It was pretty pedestrian. So thank God I'm being for Kim Rose. I'm going to say thank God. For thank Kim God. Rose. Yes. Thank God for your was that, energy. Was that, was that a lead into one of the other things that I wrote you um, that we'll share in the after story sure we'll share that in the after story we'll share that i love after yeah. after parties are after so party much is good. after party's gonna be great <laughs> yeah. yes. okay so we we have a space flyby yeah uh voyager and then we go to the briefing room yes and there's everybody's in the briefing room there's tuvok there's harry chakotay neelix balana yeah. no paris was paris in there yeah you oh no, no. you will <laughs> Why no. Were, why weren't you there? Yeah, this is my best buddy, I, Harry. Why I don't wouldn't know. he be why there? You should be there because this is because a he deal. would know about the he love would know of Harry's that. life. Again, <laughs> where's the canon for any okay, of fine, this? Fine. Okay. Fine. Anyway, everybody's there except for Paris. Captain says, we want to welcome back this fine officer. Says lovely things about Lindsay Ballard. Neelix says he and Tom had retrieved uh, her personal items from storage. You weren't there, but you were mentioned. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Torres says that uh, her old shift is uh, is ready and waiting for her when whenever she's ready. In engineering. She's an engineering. An engineer. Yeah. But you definitely should have been there because Bellana's your gal. So you would yeah. know everything about Bellana's life. I know. So there you go. Chakotay says the Kabali are still out there. Mm-hmm. Tuvok says we've adapted. He's adapted our systems and we can counter any attack from these right. Kabali meanies. Lindsay says, thank you, Captain, for saying all those nice things. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, after the meeting breaks up. So the meeting, meeting breaks the, everyone up. Everyone yep. sort of leaves, and it's just Janeway and Ballard together. Yep. And that's yep. when she says, thank you for saying those nice things. And and then uh, Ballard says, well, you know, to be honest, I never thought you even noticed me. Janeway says, my mistake. So, you know, we have a little My mistake, too, because I never saw Lindsay Ballard in our ship before either. So <laughs> because, uh, I apologize, yeah. Kim. I don't. I didn't notice you. You're absolutely right. And, and it is difficult, I'm going to say, as as an actor, to, to play in an episode where the other actor is supposedly the love of your life that you know so well and you just meet them on monday of the first the first day of shooting it, it yeah. really is because we didn't meet kim before we, we filmed right we didn't have no um any rehearsals or anything like that you no. know but then we we became very quick friends off yes. the bat so that's what so, really helped because you needed help from yes. me right yes. with the kabali was- eyes in yeah. I can't because so I couldn't see. They were very hard to see through. See and yeah. Garrett never left set without me. Yeah. Garrett Aww. never like I, I couldn't would... see anything. And so everybody would just be like, all right, moving on. And it's like boom. Yeah. And I'm like, but I I can't. And you always you were like, duck, moving over here. You, yeah. you never. I... I yeah I was your hand I was your personal handler I was your valet your uh, you know I was there to hold your arm you you to hold my arm to make sure you got to where you got needed to get to and I you were her seeing eye dog I was that's that's what I would (laughs) call you you're so right I was you were her seeing eye dog her seeing eye her seeing (laughs) 
her seeing eye doll Harry. Harry, you were doll. my emotional support person. <laughs> I was your emotional. Yes. Yeah, I was. Did you have papers and a vest like I the did. little red vest? I had a little, little red vest. Okay. And then every time someone came over to try to pet me, Kim would say, "No, no, you can't. He's <laughs> my, my service animal. I, I can't exactly. have you. He's yes. working. Yeah, he's working. he's working. Please show me some respect and give him Love some it. room. Yeah. And honestly, when you wrote that to me in that email, I did I did not remember, and that really jogged my memory. I was like, oh, "That's right." She was, if without me helping her, she would have tripped over or ran and walked into a wall practically because you had that little tiny slip of vision. In I the- didn't, yep. I did notice, I forget, I may, maybe I made a note later yeah. on. I did notice in one of the scenes that the contacts had, had, oh, yeah. had moved and one was looking over here, one, <laughs> yeah, one oh, was no, that way. No. Did you notice that, Kim? <laughs> uh, notice it. I have, she can see I it stein. happening. <laughs> I sign pictures. Of it. They're doing the, pointed the, um, yes. the wrong way. Yeah. No, I, I, lo- I love it. I love it. I'm and like, those were see, this back is when you're then, happy and they do this. They're like, hey. <laughs> those were hard contacts that were hand painted yes. by uh, a contact an, artist. An artisan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were really uncomfortable. In fact, uh, Ethan Phillips, who played Neelix, he stopped wearing his yep. contacts yeah, in were, like yeah. season six or something. Right. Because it was damaging his eyes. They were yeah. they're really tough. And so good from good what I and from what I recall, Robbie, they were also not cheap either no, to they get weren't. those, you know, painted expensive by, a, for yeah, a by some artist yeah. to paint these tiny lenses. All right, where are we right now? We're in the hallway. Harry and Lindsay are walking and talking, and uh, she says, yes. Hey, are you still playing the clarinet? And he says, No, I took up the saxophone. I'm super cool now he doesn't say that but that, no saxophones but are saxophones are pretty cool they are cool and that was yeah. my only request that they ever heeded i asked yeah. so many things suggestions for my Just character let me play this saxophone was the only place. thing that they actually Please. said fine we'll give you the saxophone but we do learn here he says you were always my biggest fan she's like you always were my biggest fan i said I that right and then she goes, no, no past tense. I like that writing. No. I like yeah, that. It was so nice. Doherty it was nice still people. can write some good interpersonal relationship dialogue. I like that. Yeah, it was great. They enter a turbo lift. Uh, Harry says deck two. And she says, you know, hearing you play music again was number 26 on my list. <laughs> like what? Yeah. And she said, oh, something I did to pass the time. I tried to think about what I do when I got back and things she didn't do, she says, which I thought that was an interesting little detail mm-hmm. um harry makes a joke though he says oh like showing up for shifts on time mm-hmm. and she responds yeah that's number 27 so we learned so, she's a little bit tardy yeah which... she's a little bit of a a mess sometimes a little bit yeah yeah but he knows her well that's what i got from that they know each other very well this whole time i kept thinking of Lindsay ballard as the character in the ramona book series the little the, you know yes the, well, Ramo- yes. she just she does her little thing, and she's just you know she's that's in her own I, little world. She's in her own. Oh yeah, I and and I loved Ramona. I loved that character when I was a kid reading those books, and I felt that that's what you Lindsay would have yeah. been a great. I I think Lindsay Ballard would have been a great character for us to have had as a yes. recurring character. Oh my god! I have a story about that, which oh, we will good. talk about. We we will talk about that. After in, in the after party, in yeah. the after party, yes. Okay, hold mess hall. that information, please. Yes. Okay, mess hall. Mess, hall, mess, mess hall's hall. next. We see Neelix is setting up a cottoscot board uh, with mm. Naomi Wildman. Yeah, and then uh, Seven shows up with the board kids. They walk in, <laughs> and Neelix and Naomi are, have been waiting for them. So Neelix says to Seven, uh, "Maybe we should give them some time alone." And she says, "No, I'm gonna 
watch them because they just, everything turns to chaos if I'm not here. And Naomi says something about the braid in her hair to Mazzotti and Mazzotti offers to teach Naomi. She's like, oh, I'll show you how I do it. And Stephanie goes, no, no irrelevant conversation. (laughs) We've allotted one hour for recreational activities. And she gets to her famous line. This is the best best seven of nine line line ever. ever. Yes. She's like, no irrelevant conversations. We're here for recreation. Fun will now now commence. commence. (laughs) Oh my God. So well done. You got Doherty. You knocked it out of the park in this scene. It was wonderful. So good. Okay. So fun commences. They start Mm -hmm. playing Catascot and uh, Naomi makes a move. Then the twins make a move. Well, the twins kind of look at each other with look at each other. They think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they make a move and he says, I countered your move or something. Yeah. And she's basically Naomi. She asks, you know, calls Neelix and says they're cheating. Mm-hmm. And Mazzotti reveals that they use their neural interface. Their Borg to, interfaces. Their Borg interfaces to share information. And Seven goes, that's enough. Punishment protocol nine alpha. No, but and, just the way she says it, she goes, you will exercise punishment protocol yes. nine alpha. Just imagining any parent, you know, or any nanny speaking in this Borg speak of it's seven so of funny. nine. It's so but funny. Punish, punishment protocol nine alpha is stand in a corner. Yeah, that's what, that's that, what it is. It is. It's, you know, they, she could have just put, said, go to the corner. Go to the corner. But, but no, instead, it's got to come in long. Yes. Yeah, prolonged. Everything's complicated. Yeah, so they go funny. stand in the corner. Then Ichab stands up to seven and he's like, you know what? This isn't fun. And I'm yeah. not going to keep doing this if the, if they can't rejoin the game. Mm-hmm. And he knocks some Kataskot pieces off the table. Now we've just met these guys last episode. You know, yeah. this is their first time. This is, you know, seven's not doing a great job mm-hmm. dealing with the kids. They're out of control. And she says to him that he must exercise punishment protocol nine alpha as well. Right. And he says, no, I refuse. <laughs> and he storms out. He does. Ooh, yeah, he does. She's All she's right. lost them. She's lost them. We go to Ballard's quarters. I feel like, Kim, this was like the first scene that we filmed almost. Was I, this our first scene? I do feel like this was the first yeah, scene because this was reason. when I had the hairbrush. Yes. yes. And I remember this being like kind of awkward because that we were trying to figure out the blocking, like where we're going to go, because there was so much going on in this scene, right? The folding of the clothes, you gathering the clothes, bunching them up and showing that basically we were the the, the modern day odd couple. You know, you're the messy one. I'm the, the neat, clean one, the neat freak. The first thing she does is she grabs the st- skates and she tosses them into the side of the room. She's like, woo. And then she grabs the clothes and bunches them up. It's it's a funny scene, actually. I think. Yeah. Yeah, she throws her stuff around yeah. and uh, they talk about when they lived across the hall from each other at mm-hmm. Starfleet Academy in the dorms. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I remember how sloppy you were. She says, show some respect for the dead. Uh, which yeah, which yeah. I thought was very funny. That's a funny line. He reveals that he delivered her eulogy at her funeral. Yeah. And I was like, did I? Oh, my gosh. I didn't remember that line. I was like, oh, my yeah. goodness. But again, really good writing, I think, by Doherty here. Yeah. And she wants to know what he said. And uh, eventually he he says that uh, he told everybody about to live by Ballard's favorite saying, which yeah. was own the day. A Klingon saying. A Klingon saying. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And she says that she, she wanted to give up uh, at a certain point, you know, while she was after she had been reanimated, but she didn't give up because of him. 
She wanted to see him again. Yeah. She does make a joke about with her bald head now, she won't need the hairbrush. Thing. That was something that actually I do remember fighting okay. for because okay. the, because at the time he kept wanting me to gesture with this, using this. And I was like, can you, we at least address the fact that I'm holding a hairbrush and no hair left? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, we should. You're right. Okay. Okay. So that was, that was a line. That was one of the few things where I didn't, I didn't know that as the guest star, you aren't supposed to ask for new lines. Oh, so but, they wrote um, that in later then. Yes. They wrote oh, that in, in that scene at, at the day. I kept saying, I, oh my goodness. Cause I kept trying to avoid the hairbrush yeah. and they kept saying, will you please pick up the hairbrush? This is such a, this is, this is an object of your, and I'm like, yeah. I don't have any hair anymore. Yeah. Wow. Gonna, like, are we at least gonna like? It's a weird uh, to me. It's weird to be playing with the one prop I no yeah. longer need. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, but that line I seem to remember came in afterwards. Well, interesting. It, and I, I was uh, like, yeah, and that's news to me. And I'm gonna say, in one quick scene and in, in one quick moment, you were able to request more of a line change than I did in seven years. <laughs> so. uh <laughs> Congratulations to you. Yeah, they They didn't didn't grant that at all. At the end of the scene, though, the doctor uh, calls in and he says he's finished analyzing her scans, that she should come to sickbay. Mm -hmm. So we go to sickbay next and the doctor's filling them in that there's a genetic pathogen in her uh, blood sample that has converted all of her human DNA into a Kabali protein structure. And basically, there's no way he can reverse it. He can't pull the Kabali protein structure out of her, yeah. but he can make some cosmetic changes so that at least she looks like what she used to look like. She's going to be Kabali, yeah. but on the outside, she's going to look like she used to. By the way, Kim, this is the scene where I noticed the uh, the, the contacts eye, the looking contact. in different directions. Yes, yes. yes. I, I, did not, I didn't see. I did not notice that. No, it was it was til- it was tilted to the side. I have I have a picture of it. That's yes, funny. it was tilted to the side. This was also the scene where I learned for the first time that if you go up on your lines and the camera is not on you, you don't have to start the scene at the top. Oh, because in multicam, like a soap opera, if anyone messed up, everyone started over. But on this show, because we were only filming one actor at, at right, a time, right. if you weren't the actor on camera, if you were off right. camera. Yeah. Or it yeah. was on your back. It yeah. didn't matter. It didn't matter at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. No, bless and their heart. I mean, yeah. Bob and Kate were so patient with me until they finally were like, "Sweetie, <laughs> you you don't don't go back to the top. Don't start at the top <laughs> of the scene again. Just just take a breath and pick up." And just one keep going. one line. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because no, because this this is not about you. Literally not about you. Camera's on us. And we're the stars of the show. I'm just, so. I'm just hearing you responding to Kate and Bob in Seinfeld's voice and saying, I'm a single camera newbie. I'm a newbie. <laughs> I, I don't know this. I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea. That's funny. That's very funny. It is funny. Well, uh, <laughs> she does sit down in the bio bed after yeah. the doc pitches this cosmetic change. He gives her a shot and a she morphs mm-hmm. into. So she did her morphing here. Yeah. And I didn't like I, my reaction here either. Sorry. So. You didn't like you didn't your reaction? Like, you didn't no. like no, looking I, I, at her? Clearly, I got in a fight after, before. <laughs> before. <laughs> it's always a fight. It's always yeah. the, it's the home life. It's hard not to bring the home life in. Yeah. But I love this morph shot. Do you remember doing this shot? Yeah. Do you remember what, how it happened? Yeah. Yes. I just did what they told me to do. It was mm. when I was bent forward, right? And so it was just a very physical 
and they took a picture and then we changed makeup and came back on a different day. That's what I was going to ask. It was a different day. Like, and, then, and then you had to oh, match yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is easier coming from a stage background because I'm used to a very specific, like, if you're in a fight scene, you need to make sure that you're landing the blow at the same spot. Otherwise, yeah. their sword won't yeah. be there to parry it kind right. of shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so this just felt the same to me where it was kind of like, I need to make sure that this, 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 and this is all matching physically. Otherwise, it won't work. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it was cool. We didn't do a lot of these kind of. No. Morphe, like VFX Morphe shots. It was it was rare for us to do. Usually it happened in a cut or something. I did think about you shooting this on different days because when you had the bigger makeup, that's hours of work and they're not going to sit there while you change to the smaller makeup. So they're no. going to go film something else and you'll come back tomorrow and pick it up right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was three and a half. It was their um, Emmy nomination that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was and a it great was makeup. It was three really and a half good. hours. It was so beautiful. Seven layers of airbrushing to get the veins in. Oh, it yeah. was gorgeous. And did yeah. you have, was it, was the process, the application process, um, okay for you or was there any hiccups at all? Or were you, did you ever feel claustrophobic or anything like, you know? Oh, the getting the mask yeah, done. Getting it put rough. on. Oh yeah. It, it, um, forming the mask where they put the plaster yeah. and everything on you. Yeah. That's yeah. a little scary because you're totally covered. Right. I love Scott so much. Um, He stood and held my hand when that stuff was hardening on my face wow. and just talked to me. He was like, I'm right here. You're not by yourself. You're good. You're safe. You're and yeah. So no, I was supremely taken care of yes on Aww. that show all right so now we're in the mess hall and neelix comes up and he hands you one of your favorite dishes when you were human it was a jebelian berry salad which looks strikingly like blueberries and raspberries but jebelian clearly and um you know you say that you're looking forward to this You've been looking forward to eating this for a very, very long time. And Harry says, well, it was number six on her list, on her little list that she wanted to fulfill. And the minute you taste it, it's just like, mm, you do not you do not have a look of pleasure on your face at all. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a tinny, almost a metallic taste when you're eating this. Mm -hmm. Harry tries a blueberry and he's like, mm, still tastes like a blueberry. So um, there's, there's no difference there, but we now know. You may look and sound like Lindsay Ballard, but the all the inner workings, the you know, the infrastructure underneath is, is still Kabali. She even yeah. says that uh, when she was Kabali, her cuisine consisted of only gray paste. Gray paste. Yeah, and it's, it's important she says that here because later on we find her eating that gray gray paste, paste which yeah. looks like oatmeal. Yeah, with some food yes. coloring a little bit. But she does say at the end of the mess hall scene, she doesn't want anything else. She's got to take care of number 16 and she's going to dazzle, dazzle Lieutenant Torres. Torres yes. yes. Any comments on this little scene in mess hall when you're eating? Any memories, anything you want to say about it? I have a tendency as an actor to play the end because usually the end of a character arc is the most emotionally dramatic. Mm -hmm. And so I like to hop to that because there's big feels there. Yeah. Um, and so this is one where I remember them being like, this is not your your dog has been hit by a car sadness. <laughs> right. That, the ba that it doesn't taste. This is just more like, that's, that's odd. Weird. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Mm. And so I remember being like, Paul, come, come back, Kim, come back, come back. Yeah. Because I wanted to be like, <laughs> ah, I can't go home again. And they're like, we still have 
the entire next half of the show. We can't, <laughs> we can't go there yet. Right. Did you find that Terry Wendell was good with actor direction or do you remember? I know I've, I've commented about just the visuals of the show, what yeah. I thought. It was very important to him that he be correct. And no. I think sometimes that got in the way mm -hmm. of like, I know when it's important for me to be right, mm -hmm. it's very hard for me to hear a viewpoint that isn't mine Correct. and enter into collaboration Yeah, because I, 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 I lose the concept of us in trying to reaffirm me. Yeah. And so again, my memory is not great, but I felt like there were times when I was like, but, okay, okay, oh, I'm wrong. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. That's a very well put uh, way of describing my memory of Terry as well. I felt like a lot of times there could be a stubbornness about him. He came from VisFX, I yeah. think was his background. Yeah. And he hadn't directed a lot before. Us. Okay. I, I don't think this was his first episode. Yeah, I don't think it was either because his... we've talked about but it. I think before. our series was his first show outside of VizFX. Our, yes. our show. Our show was itself his was first, his first. Yeah. His first time directing episodic television. Yes. Well, and that makes sense because to, to me, the, the mistakes that I make, the choices I make in my life where I have been frightened and unwilling to collaborate are yes. early choices. Mm -hmm. Like I would like to think that these are not choices that he would make as a director now because there would be more ease. In general, directors that I work with who are very like, yeah, I don't know, what do you think? Sure, let's try that. Tend to actually be more confident and yes. have more underneath their belt. Whereas newer directors are actually much more yes do it my way i know what's right yeah i have a plan yeah yes i it have has, a plan i have a vision to, yes it has to look like the movie in my mind right yes. i already imagined this you're not doing what i thought mm -hmm. yeah all right let's go to engineering yes go ahead robbie so, so we go to engineering there's balana working as she walks over towards the warp core we see Lindsay arriving in the background and balana says hey you're one minute early Ooh. And Lindsay says, yeah, there's a first time for everything. So <laughs> like Harry had said, clearly she's not a, a punctual person or a neat yeah. person necessarily. <laughs> right. But she is now. She came in early. I go. noticed here, if this is her first time in engineering, mm. why aren't all of the background, her coworkers, people who thought she was dead? They nobody looks have... at her. Yes. Nobody See that... looks at her. <laughs> okay, is that... Is that Adele's job or Jerry Fleck's job? The first AD's job to tell the background? job okay, the to watch the monitor and tell right. the story. And that to me was just like, okay. how can like you There have... should have been some recognition. It's the ghost right? walking into them. This is yeah. someone. Yeah. Anyway, that was a big miss for me. I know but later on they look at her. They when do she look at her later Kabbali. when she speaks Kabbali. But, you but saying that's that... not the thing. Yeah. It's the fact that she was dead. She was... Some of the that worked in engineering on a mm -hmm. regular basis. Anyway, you know what I like the most about the scene immediately. Okay, what I like the most about the scene is that yes. Kim chose to like run <laughs> into engineering. Like I, you jogged in. It was the best. It was like look at that. Like she's okay. like she's so enthusiastic to come to work. All right. I was like, yeah. So the reason. Okay. 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 <laughs> what? Okay. All right. So this is this is a story I'm going to tell now, and I'm not okay. going to say, but it's it's an indication for if you if you come to the afterwards, this is the kind of goodiness that you're going to get. Okay, All right. Good. So we were shooting around Christmas, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this episode shot during Christmas, before and after. Mm-hmm. And so there was all this extra delicious food and treats and stuff on set. Mm. And I was told, so the doors open with a person who yes. like watches Will Toms, that was his name. Will's his name is Will. Opens the door. That's right. The doors open. And the director specifically said, the door's gonna open. You need to come in running. I want you at top speed because you know that door's gonna open. And I was like, okay. Uh-oh, I know where this well, is going. Yeah, you 15 do. 15 <laughs> minutes before I was supposed to run at that door, they delivered In-N-Out burgers to set. Mm. And so the gentleman who was supposed to be opening the door was at involved a in, a, in a hamburger and did not open the door. Can you blame him, by the way? You can't blame him. And for those of you who are listening to this burger. or watching this, yes, I, I just have to say and clarify that it's a regional burger. Not every part of the country gets that and definitely not every part of the world. So those are our worldwide viewers. Special burgers. in and out is a hamburger. special, special, you know, burger from the west side of the yeah. Yeah, So like he wasn't, it, he wasn't just randomly distracted. Yeah. He was distracted he was... with something very distracting, but I ran <laughs> smack into the door. Bambo! Oh. Um, and so after they made sure my makeup was all still on, I know. they were like, you have to, but that's what you need to do. So I was like, I will not let my, cause Will was so devastated. He was so I'm apologetic. Sure he was, and so yeah. the reason I ran into that set yeah. was specifically to show Will that I still trusted him. Wow. <laughs> that is the only, there was no character motivation. I love there was it. No, there was just like, I loved him so much. And I want yeah. to just be like, yeah. yes, Will, I believe you. I will give you a second chance with my nose. Will's a great guy, super nice yeah. guy, and you know, and it just, and I'm sure he was crestfallen when he realized oh, he that, was, that he was savoring that burger and he didn't pull it open for you. So yeah, yeah. wow, okay. Well, right. he didn't think I was going to be running. No, so. no, yeah. All right, Robbie, continue. Balana says that the they've had some kind of alignment error with the dilithium matrix, right. and they mm-hmm. can't figure it out. And she says, "Oh, it's a victiote." Is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing crumpled, it right. Crumpled, yes, Victiote, yes. the crumpled waves. Crumpled she said, dance? Well, she crumpled says, dance. it's a Victiote, yeah. and and Bolana goes, what? And she goes, oh, a Kabali word to describe a certain wave phenomenon. It's really hard to translate. And yeah. Bolana goes, well, try me. So she goes, <laughs> it literally means a crumpled dance. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. Crumpled then, dance wave waveform, um, and then yeah. she says a bunch of other alien Kabali words while she's working. She's well, like, she starts well, speaking just... Kabbalish, which is half English, half Kabali in this whole sentence yeah, it's right great. there. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's really good. And this is where the crew turns around. Everyone... They hear the Kabali. Yeah, they turn around. They kind of stare at her. I made a note. Finally, somebody's looking at her. She's been <laughs> dead. Like, thank God. Am I right to say this? On our ship, isn't our universal translator always working? Within the yeah, ship, it should be. so when she's speaking Kabbali, it should oh, have come catch. out. Eng- it should have yeah. come out English. Yeah, they That's, should have heard yeah, English. Yeah, we would have heard English. But anyway, good catch. I yeah, didn't even catch that. I was thank so you. happy that there's alien speaking alien that you I was know, just like, so, Yay. yeah. I, and I'm not criticizing it. I'm happy to hear the Kabbali as well, and the way that uh, Kim spoke it so well. So that's yes. that's fine for us. But she fixes this alignment error. Yeah. And Torah said, well. There might be a few crumpled dances in the warp core too, which yeah. was very it's funny. A little bonding moment there. I yeah. Like it. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to work and she's happy and everybody's smiling and life seems good. Any thoughts on Roxanne Dawson working with her in that scene? 
I love Roxanne. Mm-hmm. And I got to work with Roxanne again at another date that I will tell you about later. Yes, we'll oh, talk good. about that later too. We go to Astrometrics next. Seven is in there. Chakotay walks in. Um, he hands off some tactical reports from Tuvok and he starts to leave. She says, wait a minute. Uh, I just want to say, I, I want to resign as the guardian of the Borg children. She's had enough. (laughs) Their behavior is chaotic. Her attempts to discipline them result in even more disorder. And he's, I love (laughs) Robert's attitude here. He's like kind of laughing at her (laughs) children and disorder usually go together seven and then she says, look, I've tried to organize this. And she shows him, she pulls up a chart in Astrometric. And it's this like Excel spreadsheet okay. of the Borg uh, schedule. And this I schedule love, is so detailed. I love Seven's, uh, her her Excel spreadsheet on the in the Astrometrics. It was great. And Chakotay says, well, it doesn't look like there's any time in that spreadsheet for fun. Yeah. And uh, he says, fun sometimes just needs to be spontaneous. You can't plan it. And he ultimately Fun. says, you got to let them be individuals. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. She asks him one more time to grant her request to quit. And he says, permission denied. So she's stuck with this job. <laughs> with kids. And then we go to the hallway and Tom and Harry are walking. I noticed in uh, the scene. My uh, horrible walk. Well, you know why? Because they I had don't know what I was it. doing. I was bobbing. I was like, I was doing going. the same thing. I was I was <laughs> fast talking and walking weirdly. Yes. And I don't know if you remember in the hallways, they would yeah. always, you know, choreograph us to yes. to run into each other at one yep, intersection yep, and we yep. had to stop at the next. So yeah. you had to get the dialogue out to yes. fit the set, basically. Oh, yeah. That's right. Ugh. And we were trying to get the dialogue out to fit the set. And by the way, when I say we, I mostly mean me because your answers were like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And I was going, (laughs) not totally. I had to, I had to like land that. That's why I was walking like weird and fast. And I was talking fast. My, my cadence and my lines. So you're critical of your own performance right now. And you're blocking. I know why it was. It was because we had to finish. We had to squeeze it all in. I get it. Squeeze it all in. So we stop on this one line. Yeah. And they just didn't give us enough room. No. But anyway. uh, Yeah. So we're walking and talking like weirdos. And you've got some hockey skates. And I do. And he's on his way. Harry's on his way to ask Ballard to go ice skating with him on the holodeck. And then Paris has some stuff about all the women uh, that he's dated. First, it was this woman, that woman. Now it's the dearly departed. A hologram, a Borg, the wrong twin, and now the dearly departed. Yes. Got to get all those out. And Kim is like, no, no, no. We're just friends. We're just, just like before. Yeah. There's nothing going on here. Paris- Until... Until, Until exactly, yeah, and then Paris says, "Well, that door may be creaking open again. You you thought you closed it, but I think it's opening up." When you said and that line, it seemed like you were angry at me. I was angry at having to squeeze all that dialogue in to hit the mark. <laughs> That's what I was angry about. That's what it was. Yes, <laughs> so true. All right, continue. And it's funny the last the last show I directed recently, yeah. I had a hallway scene with the actors, and I oh, remember. No. I had had in my mind, they're going to come in, they're going to land here. Same thing, right? Right. But it became crystal clear to me after the first (laughs) rehearsal. I'm like, I can't ask the actors to do that. They'll never get it. They're going to be talking. So I literally sent them off to the really far entrance. I said, start over there and where you end, you end. And it was so easy. I don't know why we couldn't have done this episode so that we didn't have to 
Walk weird. This is where we go into sick bay. Harry enters, and I got to make a, a note on the score here. I loved the score, the musical score, as you came in and during the scene. It's it was one of those moments that was bright and cinematic, and I just mm -hmm. I felt like it was unusual for us to have this kind of mm -hmm. rom com cinema score. It was really well done. So whoever wrote the score for this, I loved it. But Harry walks in. She turns around, now she's got red hair. And it's her full human appearance. No more three hours in the chair for Kim. She's looks like herself. Except was that a wig or was that your hair? No, that was me. Oh, I didn't so, know. Did they yeah. so your hair was already that color when you booked the job? And they yeah. just said that okay. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. So you didn't dye it for the job then. Okay. Nope. I got you. All right. Well, she does she does say uh that she's got her full human appearance but she changed her hair to red uh, so more she exciting. must have, yeah more 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 exciting color and then the doctor comments on well hair is one of my specialties despite evidence to the contrary love that line with bald robert picardo I yeah <laughs> i didn't even i did not even pick up on that until you just said that oh it was great it was i love that they <laughs> oh write God. in the jokes yeah for, for the bald guy the bald yeah, hair guy. is it one of my great. specialties yes <laughs> I love it. Um, I think she says something like, yes, under this hair is still my six lobe brain of a Kabali. So Kabbalis have big brains, brain. six lobes. Man, yeah. imagine all the computations your brain could make. Six lobes. Okay. Six lobes under there. He invites her to go skating. Balor says she already has a date. Yeah. And oh, Harry's, yeah. Harry's, Harry's kind of jealous. Like, he's like, he's who? Exactly. What? He's who? jealous. When? When? Who? How dare She says the captain. Yeah. He says, what? I have, I've been on this ship for six years. I've never been invited to the captain quarter for dinner. It's just like and... me. I've been on the show for six years. They've never changed a line for me. Is what I basically <laughs> exactly. should have said. Exactly. But she's been invited and, and Harry's a little jealous, but off she goes. We're yeah. in the captain's quarters. Yeah. And the first note I have here is Janeway's How... replicating a pot roast. How do you burn a pot roast in a replicator? Well, exactly. A replicator replicates it perfectly. There's no way you can burn the pot roast. So... I mean, I get the joke I'm... that that the captain can't make anything but coffee. I get the joke, but yeah. she should have, I don't know. It's, See, it felt here, forced. Well, here's one of the parts that I didn't like in the teleplay. You know, when I was thinking like, why is this happening right here? It's very forced. And then it's very forced that she already has a whole display of Wonder Bread. Yeah, already she's ready got to go. Those you know, nice containers from Bed and Bath yes. that, that the bread's in. And yes. we're going to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. instead. Mm -hmm. But Janeway says Tuvok presented her with 37 ways to repel a potential Kabali attack. And Ballard says, does that include your pot roast? Which is funny. <laughs> Very funny. funny. Yeah. But Ballard kind of jumps back. She's like, she's she like, catches herself. Sorry. She's like, wait a minute. Like, it's almost as if her Kobali personality is now coming out. You know, maybe yeah. she's more biting in, in that culture than she is on as a human. This was my first scene with Kate Mulgrew. Right. Um, and it was also a beautiful lesson in single camera like specifics mm -hmm. um, that I, so she was very, she really, we, there was a thing that happened before the scene. I'll tell you about later. Yeah. But, um, but to me, this scene was really archetypal because mm -hmm. this is the first time a red shirt got to come back and be like, that's true. Mm. I'm the red shirt uh, yeah. and I am now here. And so the biting was actually Lindsay being yeah. like, okay, Time out. Yeah. I got killed because I'm faceless. Mm -hmm. 
let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. And, okay. um, and it really, for me, not, not being, I wouldn't classify myself as a fan of Star Trek mm -hmm. simply because I have too much respect for what that word means, mm -hmm. but I really love it. I enjoy it. I am familiar with it. Yeah. And for me stepping into this scene, it felt like every red shirt that got unceremoniously dumped mm -hmm. yeah. finally got a voice and got to come back and be like, <laughs> well, I love, that's yeah. the, that's Welcome the heart of the scene is, is yeah. she says, why'd you pick me? Yeah. Why'd you yeah. pick me to go? Yeah. That's so the many more the people, right? So many yes. more people were qualified for this mission, and I'm the least qualified. But yet you picked me, and that ultimately ended up being my demise mm -hmm. in, in a way, right? Mm -hmm. So, and at that point, when I'm watching it, I'm like, "Where is this going? Where is this scene going? You know, is she gonna flip out on the captain for that?" But nope, she's like, uh, and Jamie even well, she says, says Do you blame "Why didn't me? you send Torres? Why didn't you send?" Tuvoker, you know, is it because you're closer to them? Is right. You, she did, you like right. them? Closer to, yeah. You didn't know me, so you, yeah. I, I was dis disposable. Yeah. And Jamie even says, do you blame me for your death? And Ballard says, no, no, I don't. That's not exactly it. And then she, she has this quote, never harbor anger to those who brought you death, for they gave you a chance to live again. We realize that's a Kabbali philosophy saying. Oh, is it? I don't... Quoting Kabbali. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. And she says, in letting me die. Yeah. You gave me life. She's starting to get confused here about mm -hmm. where she belongs. It's emotional for her. And she's, I shouldn't have come. She says, and she leaves uh, emotionally. Yes. She, she leaves abruptly. Mm -hmm. And then we go into a hallway, which is kind of weird because it's a dream sequence I'll, right, right there. Right. Isn't that what that is? Well, it's we don't know up. that yet. Oh, yeah, yes, sorry, it ahead. is the dream sequence, but we don't know that yet. <laughs> yes. Uh, because she's just left the captain's quarters. Right. And suddenly we're in this heavily filtered hallway scene where she then walks into the mess hall and she's mm -hmm. basically attending her own funeral. And at this point, it becomes clear this is some dream or dreamlike sequence because the captain's saying you're late and Bellana says you weren't supposed to come back. Harry asks our beloved uh, friend and crew member, does that sound right? You know? she says for what for your eulogy so this is not a realistic scene and the heavy filter definitely tells us this is a that's kind of a nightmare fantasy or a nightmare or something yeah. and the kabali um, have six lobes so they have a lot of nightmares this yes is six, six nightmares six every night nightmares every night and yes. it's one for each overwhelming lobe. it really is yes but then she looks back and all the crew is basically saying you don't belong here get out of here and then there's a Kabali man standing in the back. And he yeah. says, Jetlaya. And as we push in on his face where he says, Jetlaya. Well, he says she, some Kabali first, right? So then he says, yeah, he made, yeah. 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 He says something and then she wakes up. Yeah. And so we realize it was a nightmare. It was a, it was a bad dream. And then we go to Harry's quarters, Harry's sleeping and ding dong. Mm -hmm. We hear the doorbell. He says, come in. She comes in, sits right down on his bed. So yeah. clearly they're friends. And I like my bedhead. That bed hair looked good. It was yeah. really good. I was really impressed with I that. Always I'm like, like hey, that's a pretty is... good bedhead look. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Basically, he tries to cheer her up. There's yeah. a little flirting going on here. There... I, I felt yeah. in the dialogue. She there ultimately was. says, why have you always been so nice to me? <laughs> and then Harry goes, you really have, don't have any idea, do you? <laughs> yeah. And this is where I was going, okay, I, 
didn't he have a girlfriend there? Like this well, is where the backstory got confusing. Yeah, to me. Uh, okay. Yeah. But here in this scene, I didn't know that it went this way. I did not know when he says like, you know, which is why I'd very much like to kiss you now. And then Lindsay says, own the day. Even before she said own the day, I thought she was going to re repel Harry at this point. I I was thought, you know, like, hey, you're in the friend zone. I did not remember that we actually shared the kiss. <laughs> we actually- Not just a kiss. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. It's implied that we had more than that, of course. But no. you, well, I, that was, that's what's I'm confusing. I'm single camera lover. I did not know that. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, she says on the day they, yeah. they go into a kiss Yeah, and then we'll come back to this in a minute. Okay. We go to the mess hall. Yeah. Uh, board kids are sculpting in the mess hall, yeah. which is, seems like I... the perfect place to be sculpting clay and making a big mess in the mess hall. The mess hall. <laughs> and seven arrives to inspect their work. Yeah. And the twins have created uh, board cubes. And then each has created a 26 sided polyhedron uh, comprised of hexagons, octagons, and squares. Yeah. And then we get to Mazzotti and she's got this sculpture of like a head or a face and yeah. she turns it around. It's a sculpture of seven. And uh, I thought it was really good. I it was a great too. sculpture. Yeah. Seven says she doesn't see the resemblance. Uh, she reminds Mazzotti that they were instructed to create a geometric shape this is not a geometric shape. Ichab says, we told her she wouldn't comply. Ichab is a tattletale. Ichab goes, she deviated from your instructions. Aren't you going to implement a punishment protocol? So he is a big tattletale. He's a big tattletale. He's yeah. He's been a tattletale in every scene. In this um, episode. He was not yes. like that before. So all of a no. sudden, he's little tattletale slash teacher's pet. In a Agreed. Way. Agreed. But instead of punishment seven says this work demonstrates ingenuity and individuality yeah. and each is shocked He's shocked yes yeah, that's like resume your disorder which is a funny line too if you think very about funny that. yeah very funny but this so is from her talk with chakotay that's why yes. she's, she's softened yes. up a little bit she's softening up yeah we go back to harry's quarters now this is my question yeah. is it implied that they did it yes they're you both don't dressed so? exactly the same like, why isn't his shirt off? Why isn't like clothes he wanted, on the floor? Maybe some people like to put their clothes back on after Nookie. I don't know. To me, I, if that's the story, it was unclear. Wow. Okay. It was un, It was unclear in the it, it it was shifted because originally the scene took place with both of them in bed, and it was changed on the day. Oh, mm. poor choice. Poor choice. Wow. Because it doesn't tell the story that they if they okay. were both so in you, bed and she was sitting up. Because okay. I made that note. I'm like, why is she sitting on the floor? No. Okay, no. I No, all right. My note said they had Nookie, and then she sat on the floor because she was she has these conflicted emotions about being Kabali. So the sitting on the floor was the artistic way of displaying that sure. she's still torn between two cultures. Sure, but if it's still... important that they did it, which I think it is important to be clear about that. Yeah then the value of having the exact same clothes in the exact same okay. way and the right. hair are the same like this is also network should have television too right this is 90s television they're not going to show a naked person sitting on the floor no but if know? she had, had so. if she had gone from her t-shirt or whatever she was in to a robe she had his robe yes, where she had his yes, yeah, shirt yeah. on or something or she go, was wearing okay. that sweater when he was going to go um uh, ice skating she was wearing Kim, that you're with so. me on this you're with me on this. i am 100 okay. with you and i remember the uh, it was purposely ambiguous i got it okay 
Um, Interesting. It was, That's and fine. I and I agree. I think it was a mistake because what I I am am completely myopic when I look at scripts. I would make an awful director because I only see things from my perspective. Hmm. And what I see with Jet Lyle with Lindsay Ballard is a gradually increasing desperation to grab her old life. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she starts with the job and it's like, uh, oh no, that doesn't, you know, food. No, that doesn't. So her stakes are increasing more and more and more. And so this has to be the last, like the biggest She's going as far as she possibly could go to diving back into the old life, the old possibility, like she said, things I wanted to do and things I never did. And this is something she never did before. And even that doesn't. So I agree with you. I think it should have been crystal clear and it wasn't whether or not they. This life is not hers anymore. Even if she goes as far into it as possible, Mm. which is, consummating the relationship that she believes could be her lifelong love mm-hmm. still is not hers. So I think yeah. I agree. I think it is from my perspective, I chose to believe that it was absolutely consummated because that drove the yes. character yeah. into what she had to do next. It's I a agree. stronger, cho- it's a much stronger choice. And the they clarity just there showed was, it. They should have showed missing. it. They the clarity showed was it. missing. Definitely. For sure. And, but it's interesting that scene when you come back and you're sitting on the side of the bed, there's only there's only two lines. Kim just says, Lindsay, and you're like, they're coming. And that was so reminiscent of Poltergeist with the little girl going, they're here, kind of a thing. It was a little, you know, a little. Uh, she should have been watching TV then. She should. <laughs> okay. With the pshh, all the fuzz yes. and stuff. Yeah. You're right. Anyway, we go. To, okay. <laughs> so we go to, they're, they're coming. She says, we go yeah. to space. We see a ship approaching oh, yeah. the Klingon bird of prey replica coming in. <laughs> and then we go to the bridge. Janeway immediately says, red alert. Yeah. Evox says, we're being hailed. And yeah. on screen uh, is Corette. The Correct. man. Yeah. Yeah, that the guy from Ballard's Dream, mm-hmm. he says he's there to retrieve Jetlia, his Robert daughter. Loja. Yeah, yeah, Robert Loja. I want to call her Jet Lindsay, or okay. uh, how about Lindslaya? Lindslaya or Jet Lindsay? I want Jet Lindsay. Jet Lindsay, I like that. Okay, Jet so Lindsay. Okay, he's come. Corette has come for Jet Lindsay. Yep, and Janeway says Ballard's made uh, her intentions clear of not returning to Kabali. Right. Corette said he wants to speak to her. Well, and, first he says she's my daughter. Then he says I want to speak to her. Which so yeah. now we know this is this is someone who's really close to her. We didn't mm-hmm. know that before that in the dream sequence or the nightmare sequence. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we go to the hallway, and Lindsay and Harry are walking and talking, and um, Harry's trying Harry's, to convince Harry's, her. Otherwise. Yeah, he says you don't have to go <laughs> see him. You don't yeah. have to talk to him. Yeah. And she says she wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, time to stop running from all of this. And so we go to the briefing room. Yeah. Corette says, thank you, Captain. Um, and the captain says, well, this meeting is going to be over when Jet Lindsay says it's over. And then she walks in and Corette is, he's shocked by her human appearance. Um, he insists her name oh. is not Lindsay. She's it's shocked and angry. It's like, and what did angry, they do yeah. to you? Yeah. yeah. And he reminds her that they abandoned her. They shot her body out into space. They abandoned her. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Kim gets uh, very emotional in this. Yeah, Kim gets very emotional. They start arguing about funeral rites and 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 human customs of Mm -hmm. of burial and things that he just doesn't understand. And he brings up in the scene, Corette brings up that in 
with most Kabali that their memory is completely lost after reanimation. Yeah. Um, it's a rare are, case when they remember it. Yeah, so. a rare case. Some of them will retain some of their memories. Yep. He says to to Lindsay that that she died three years ago. Lindsay died three years yeah. ago. Yeah. That Jetlia is a different person. You're a different person now, and he loves her. He said, mm-hmm. "You know, you're my daughter." He's really quite convincing here, and he does say that. Yeah, maybe this is familiar, but you don't belong. This isn't where you belong. Yeah. And then he brings up her sister. Oh. I know, very that sad. That got me. What? And he says, your sister misses you. What do you want me to tell her? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. There's I, a zinger I, for you. This, this line was like a little amuse-bouche, and I made a seven-course meal out of it. This line. Good oh. for you. <laughs> tell her that her sister is dead. Yeah, you looked around at everybody in the room. It was nice. It was really nice of... What is she going to do? What is she going to say? Yeah. Is the, has this, because it was very convincing to me as an audience member, the plea from dad, uh, but it yeah. didn't work at no. this point. She no. says, tell her her sister's dead. She leaves. And then Corette says to Janeway that he's not going to give up. No. That she's just confused and he's not going to give up and he doesn't want to fight Janeway. Yeah. And he does mention here, he says, Ev, to us, to Kabali, every life is precious to our people. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'll be back with reinforcements. Yep. We know where this is heading. We do. Gonna, we we're going to have a ship battle. It's going to happen. Yeah. Let's jump to the uh, mess hall. Kim finds Ballard sitting there eating the grape paste that she so affectionately mm. talked about earlier. And it is Kobali cuisine at its finest. And now Kim is trying to suggest how about uh, number 32 on her list, make Tuvok laugh. And he talks about the Hala program, the Temple of Tapanit, which is a Vulcan prayer program. And, ha- and Harry suggests doing some funny business, making the monks recite Ferengi limericks instead. So funny they're using limericks here. I know. And, That's our and, poetry and, synopsis. Yeah, and also I felt that this is sort of Tom rubbing off on Harry because Tom playing messed, around with the yeah, holodeck, Tom messed around yeah. with the holodeck, made Harry kiss a cow instead of the gal in the holodeck. Right. So maybe this is a little bit of Tom rubbing off. Um, but Ballard is really a, a thousand miles away, a thousand light years away. She's thinking about Corette and she says to Harry, she can't stop thinking about Corette at this point. And Kim is, Harry's trying his best to try to convince her like, you know, this is, you know, uh, this isn't really your father. How can he even call you that? I bet you're, I bet prof- I say Professor Ballard would have something to say about that. And this, this was really, really telling at this point because Ballard has no memory of her real father, yeah. of her human father when she was a human. And now you, you start seeing, wow, this really isn't the right fit. I've made a very Poor choice. Poor choice. Yeah, Jet Jet Lindsay um is in trouble. This is not. She's in above her uh, above her head for sure. Yeah, yeah. But she does say, "Okay, I'll go be to the holodeck," and they stand up to leave, and that's when she doubles over. Yeah, in pain yeah, at the table, has, mm-hmm. and we see that uh, it's not food the, poisoning from the gray paste. No, no, it's the doctor's uh, you know, His cosmetic changes aren't, is aren't reverting. quite holding yeah. up. No. And then we go to sick bay and the doctor scanning her and uh, Harry says, why, why is this suddenly happening? The doctor says the Kabali pathogen has adapted mm. and now she's going to require treatments twice a day. Mm. If she wants Ugh. to keep, 
keep the human appearance. Well, it's interesting because the, the reaction was, you know, definitely like that's too much. And then I started thinking about everyone that has to do, you know, insulin shots all the time. It's like, well, there's people that live like that already. So no. it's not that much of a stretch to, but she was saying, how, like how am I going to do my job? How can right. I do anything? If I have to always be in sick bay mm -hmm. and then she gets really angry and shouts at the doctor and Harry and Kabali knocks his tool away yeah and yeah that was and then she just bolts from the room she's very upset about what's happening she's jet Lindsay is good at bolting from rooms she bolted yeah. from the captain's room bolted from sick bay any notes on sick bay the sick bay scene at all when you had no i just it? again the 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 speaking a language that wasn't english mm -hmm. but speaking it with intention as opposed to just emotion right knowing what i was saying yeah. and you guys were so patient and kind to me yeah as i stumbled my way through that like brain and emotions having to mesh up was very difficult so i'm really grateful for how patient you guys were with it me. came off great it, it mm -hmm. really did whenever you spoke the language i believed you 100 percent. i did Thank you. Yep. So we, we go into the shuttle bay. Uh, Harry comes in to find um, Jet Lindsay in yes. her in her shuttle. Yeah. This is the shuttle that she that she's lived in for six months while she was mm -hmm. trying to find uh, Voyager. And I just noticed that this is where I noticed that seat was recycled from another episode. Another. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, that's that seat. I feel like I sat in that seat at some yeah. point. Oh, from Alice? Is it the same seat from Alice? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I, All right. Maybe. You know, okay. dirtied up and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Harry says to her, you know, you need to stop these treatments. Yeah. Um, which which shows some progress. Harry's like, look, I don't care if you look human or or Kabali or whatever. I I'm in love with you who you mm -hmm. are. So that's, that's some progress for Harry. He's, yeah. he's being, he's adjusting, he's changing it up a little bit. Yeah. But she says, no, I, I can't do it. I just, mm -hmm. I realize I don't fit in here. Yeah. Harry tries. He's like, well, you don't fit in. What about Tuvok and Neelix? They're aliens. They don't fit yeah. in. Right. Is that what you're saying? And, and that argument doesn't work either. <laughs> Everything he tries is mm -hmm. not going to convince Jet Lindsay to stay. It's so sad. Yeah. Oh my God. And she says at first she thought Voyager changed, but she realized that it's her that changed. And she feels like a ghost yeah. if she tries to deny who she really is now. Mm -hmm. She says the girl that Kim, that Harry fell in love with, uh, died who died three years, three years, ago. years ago. Died three years ago. So that still makes me so sad. It is yeah. sad. It's a sad scene. Very sad. But we, sad we end rom -com. with a big... Sad rom-com. As soon as they're as soon as they're getting emotional, big bang, uh, we cut out to space, and now there are three ships, Kabali ships attacking Voyager. Mm -hmm. We go to the bridge. Tuvok says shields are down to 48%. Lindsay and Harry run in the turbo lift. There's another big hit. And this is where you fell into the rail. And I bet this is yeah. where Janeway said no, where, that's exactly where, where Kate said, <laughs> Kate How do you like look like you're dancing? Because yeah. I, I noticed it too. It was a great it was, shake. It was graceful too. It just yes. Jesus <laughs> fell in. I was I was very impressed. Good I move. I applauded <laughs> him. I actually applauded the screen when I was watching. I was like, "Good Thank fall." You. Okay. But yeah. uh, Lindsay says to the captain, "Surrender, surrender me to the attacking ships. I don't yeah. belong on Voyager anymore." Kim says, "Don't listen to her. She's not well. No, she doesn't know what she's saying." But Ballard assures Janeway that she knows what she's saying and harry says uh we could fire a polar on burst we could take these guys out and he even says i'll go do it myself and he starts right. to starts to exit and a says, says stand down 
Stand down, yeah. Ensign. Kim doesn't want him to take her, and Kim says, I don't want to lose you, and Ballard says, you already did, but at mm -hmm. least this time, we've been given the chance to say goodbye, which is sad. <laughs> so we know we know what's going to happen. We yeah. have a space shot, and a captain's log says, star date 53679.4. The doctor has stopped Ensign Ballard's treatments, and her Kabali physiology is already beginning to reassert itself. All but one of us have said our goodbyes. And then we go to the transporter room and there's Harry at the controls. Uh, Lindsay is back to her jet Laya look. She's Kabali. Um, Harry speaks Kabali. some Kabali. Yeah. yeah. Harry says some oh, Kabali. Right. Very, very sweet. Almost. Yeah. yeah. He says, I, I taught myself a few Kabali words. It's all very sweet and sensitive. Yeah. And she says, well, that was a sweet gesture, but you just told me the comets are tiresome. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. He he regrets she didn't finish everything on her list. And she yep. says, I took care of what really mattered. Oh, and they have a, a last kiss. kiss. Yeah. And then a beam out and a sad Harry at the end. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that kiss at all? Kim? I do. do you do oh, you? Oh, yeah, totally. I okay. remember that entire scene. All right. Because they had, because it was one of the few scenes where I wasn't required for rehearsal. Oh, okay. So everything was all set up. Yeah. And before you and I did our part, they did the transporter part. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was like, oh, two big things in the same scene. And uh, <laughs> and so they just called me in. They were like, okay, pictures up. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I, I mean, I understand so much about myself now, but I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just need a second. And they were like, what? And I said, I'm on the transporter. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, okay, I gotta, okay, okay. And somebody was like, you'd be surprised how many people actually have to do that. That's okay, we get it. We get it's it. true. It's pretty. <laughs> like transporting, and I get to hit kiss Harry Kim. <laughs> all of it. Uh, oh that's my funny. god that's awesome and, and yeah, it is it's impressive the transporter set is and that's where you yeah you were happy okay classic track there yeah yeah so uh she beams out and we have sad harry and then we have a space flyby of the ship i actually like this space flyby we saw from behind voyager there was some real cool detail in the lighting the the parts of the ship that were lit up it's just i always love when there's like a different angle or something yes. slightly different I agree. from our ship. I agree. Yeah, so that was a good look for the ship, definitely. Now we're in the mess hall for the very mm -hmm. final, final scene. It's Harry and Mazzotti and Harry's holding the hairbrush that Ballard used to use and Mazzotti basically comments that it's pretty and Harry says it used to belong to a friend of mine. Um, I don't know why Harry didn't say this was Jet Lindsay's. You know, I, I don't know because Mazzotti knows who Jet Lindsay is. Mm -hmm. But Harry says, would you like it? And Mazzotti um, does accept the gift, basically. Well, uh, Mazzotti says uh, Seven's now letting the board kids go uh, play on the holodeck and right. run any program that, that they like. And so right. she asks Harry if, if he wants to go join. Oh, and, and Harry brings up the Temple of Harry Taponet. Harry says, yeah, have so... you ever heard of the Temple of Taponet, <laughs> the Vulcan program? And Mazzotti goes, eh, it sounds, sounds boring. boring. Kim says, don't goes, worry. In the in the uh, yeah, to my homage to Tom Paris, we will make a few tweaks on this yeah. program. So, and I love that he, that Harry walks out holding Mazzotti's hand. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that scene. But it's very sweet. The, yes, it's it like is very sweet. paternal and very warm, and it's a it's a happy way to go out of the 
It is. Yeah, I remember the conversation, the scene between Mazzotti and I, but I, I don't remember the, the button where I walk out with her hand in hand. That was new to me. I was Super like, oh, cute. I totally forgot about that. I love Mazzotti. So far, uh, she's my favorite board kid. She's done a great job. She's awesome. What is your lesson, Robbie, from this uh, episode? Mm, yes. What is your my, overall lesson? My lesson is, uh, I'm going to quote Corette, who talks about um, the Kabali people believe that every life is important. And to me, that's kind of my takeaway is like every life. There's not one that was better. The, the You know, Lindsay's life as a human was not more important than her life as a Kabali. And that was sort of where she ended up that, that every life is unique and important. What about you? Uh, I guess that it's more about the journey and not the destination, which is a theme that has already, you know, it's, it's part yeah. of Voyager itself, right? That's the, one of the main themes that it's the journey. It's not the destination. That's the title of yeah. our documentary to the journey. It is, it is. isn't it? Mm -hmm. To the journey. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's more about the times that I spent with Jet Lindsay and not about the ultimate ending, which is sadness and alone and not with her anymore. So Aww. it's I mean, it's about the memories that you make when you make them. So that's my lesson. Nice. Do you have any takeaways yourself, Miss Kim Rhodes? From this oh, episode? I love both of those perspectives. And I, the only thing I could contribute is uh, the quote, also own the day. Own like the day, life, yes. Every life is important. Every journey is the point and so be authentic to who I am in this day mm. as opposed to recreate or attempt to manufacture I love mm -hmm. it great very good that pulls them all together I love it, it. does it does Robbie what is your rating of okay. this episode from one to ten what are you going to give this episode this was a tough one for me because okay. Kim I I do have to say I thought you brought an energy and a and a kind of uh, effervescence that we didn't often have on our show. There was such a sort of regal seriousness often with our show. Yeah. The, the energy and the sense of fun you brought was refreshing and it was wonderful. And from a sports ball terminology, from sports ball, she yeah. pretty much carried the team on her back. Yeah, you did. She was the running back that just <laughs> took the entire team. And yeah, Deservedly so. so. I, and, and I'll say, Kim, just so you know where this rating's coming from, I have a rule that our best episodes are ones that involve the ensemble, where every character kind of contributes emotionally and in some way is, is, has some stakes in the story that's going on. And this one, for me, if I'm being honest, did not involve our whole crew very well. Mm -hmm. We didn't feel Tuvok's perspective. We didn't feel... Tom's relationship with Harry very deeply and in, in a story that I think that could have added to it. Yeah. I don't think that seven uh, dealing with the kids alone took advantage of Neelix's empathy and his mm -hmm. skills with children. So there could have been ways that the story could have been better in my enhanced. opinion. Enhanced. Yeah. Enhanced if, if it had involved our crew. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give this a 7.5, which okay. is Pretty, it's still generous out it's of in 10. There. Yeah. yeah. That seven, is generous. Yeah. 7.5. Yeah. I'm going to give it. I I, I thought you were coming in. I, I thought you were going to come in hot with a 5.9 or something like there. I, did I felt that. like you were going to go. I've you did, done that he before. went really low the other day. I've, I've uh, gone down under before. fives before. Went, yeah, he has. Yeah. He has. Um, this I, is 7.5 because because of our, our running back, uh, yes. Kim Rhodes, who carried yes. the story so beautifully. I thought you did a great job. Yeah. I like the whole sci fi 
you know, angle of this, of just having this person who has passed away has now been brought back to life by an alien race. I like the overall concept. Yeah, concept. Yeah. And because of our star running back, Kim Rhodes, I will give this episode, I'm going to go 8.3 on this. So I'm going to go higher mm -hmm. than you. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Kim, How about you, do you Kim? have a rating? Yeah, do you have a rating? I do, actually. Um, as someone who has been both a series regular and a guest star, mm -hmm. um, I am going to go lower than both of you, primarily because the guest star should not be the primary right. and um, empathetic connection with the audience. Yeah. This, in my view, should have been Harry's arc. It should have been yeah. Harry's lesson. We should mm -hmm. have seen Harry being reactive Correct. and then proactive yeah. as opposed to continually reactive. Yeah. Um, so, and also because we didn't see the impact if, if, if the guest star is going to be so pivotal in the storyline, it should have ramifications for every single other character yes. which is why then she has to go away and not come back yeah because now everyone has been changed and i didn't see that happen so yeah. i'm going with 6.5 look at that wow 6.5 okay, we're all over that's, the map we're here. over the map and that's actually much closer to where i thought you would be so here i have our admiral, admiral and captain average rating for ashes to ashes is and you've not looked at this beforehand i've not looked at this at before. all this is written down by our production coordinator 6.8 6.8 <gasps> is the average rating. Yeah. So, Kim, you came closest. You were. So you win a you new do. car. You do. Yay! <laughs> it's this big. It's this big, though. It's yes. It's a big ring. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's the Admirals and Captains average rating. It was the closest to Kim Rhodes. Yes, and she, yeah. her rating was very, very close. We want to first of all say thank you so much to Kim for joining yes. us. Yes, um, thank you so much. Yes, you were the third person to join us for the entire entire recap, and we are so happy that you did that. So thank you so much for that. And at this point, for all of our Patreon patrons, you're in for surprise. We've got some really, really awesome new things that I don't even know about. So. Uh, it's going to be fun. So join us. Join us for the after material. party. Mm -hmm. We'll be there. Yes. And for the rest of you uh, uh, listening to the podcast, come back and visit us next week when we will be watching what episode? Child's Play. Child's Play yeah. is next week. Okay. We'll see everybody then. <laughs>